The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karka, the SEO manager for MediaWiz. So, John, hey, how's Ross. Friday going? Today Our first... we're recording early, of course. Yeah, my, my, my day is going great. It's been very busy, uh, and I like it that way. I'd much rather be busy than bored. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. Yeah, busy here, too. Looking forward to the weekend, though, so be good. <laughs> So today's show, we're going to talk about blogs and how, well, they should be your best friend. And uh, between uh, John and I, we're both, I think, extreme advocates of blogs. It just seems crazy if someone doesn't have one. Uh, they're just, they're really missing out. So uh, I guess, what would you say is the main reason for a blog, John? Uh, the main reason for a blog? I think well, it's sort of different depending on who you are. but Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think... The overall overall reason to have a blog is to communicate with the people that are interested in communicating with you. I mean, and, and hearing what you have to say, whether it be for commercial e-commerce or just because you want to let everybody know your your kids dancing to the Black Eyed Peas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a cute little boy, eh? <laughs> yeah. Ross put out a video over the week of his, his little boy about is it about a year old now, right? Yeah, he's a year. Yeah. Dancing to the Black Eyed Peas was pretty good. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. he's he's destined for uh, Dancing with the Stars, I'm sure of it. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> well, okay. So we know what the main reason for a blog, and, and you know that's a very valid reason. Um, there's a ton of other benefits. I mean, I, I've actually tried yeah. writing articles on it, and it feels like I could write a book on it. It's just blogs rule. Um, yeah. You know, the first one that comes to mind for me is it helps build trust in a person's company. I mean, I know for me, I, I find it really important to write because, first of all, it shows just how timely my knowledge is. You know, obviously, I have to keep on top of things. I might as well show off that I'm, I'm doing that because, you know, it's important to my my clients that they can see that I'm on the cutting edge. And uh, it's also a great great way to learn new things because by having to write, you also have to research. And if it's something you haven't done in a while, it's a good refresher. Yeah, definitely. And in Titan, that is, you know, the best way to gain market share is to become the authority in your market. And one of the best ways to become authority in your market is to write about what's going on in your market. One of the easiest ways to do that online is a blog. So, you know, just from that perspective, you know, building trust plus building authority. Yeah. And and, and another thing is, I guess we'll just rattle off a few of these, but I mean, uh, I think one of the best parts uh, to me is it's just it's like a playground is the RSS feed. I mean, you can do anything with this thing. It, it's just amazing. It's it's literally uh, if, if people subscribe to your RSS feed. So for people who don't know that is it's real simple syndication. It's essentially a, a feed that anyone can click on and start to follow what you're doing on your site on your blog. Right. It sends the information to you instead of you having to go get it. Basically. Yeah. So when you post something on the blog instantaneously pretty much anyway it, it is updated to anyone who's following the feed i mean how 
cool is that? It's just like tweeting in a sense. You, you tweet, you tweet to every follower. Well, in this case, you write something. It's fed to every RSS feed, uh, yeah. aggregator or whatever reader. Yeah. And there's a lot of tools out there that will use those RSS feeds from your blog. Um, there's actually a, a one that I use and have used. I built a Twitter account called um, Top SEO Blogs. And basically, I took another tool called TwitFeed and found like the top 30 blogs that I like from SEOs that I respect and put a feed from their RSS feed. I use that to every time any one of those blogs make a post, a new post, my Twitter account is subscribed to their RSS feeds puts a new tweet out about the new post that they wrote. So it's not my blogs that I'm posting out there, but these people have RSS feeds on their blogs, and I'm taking that and taking advantage of it and, and publishing out for other people for them. Yeah, and, you know, if, for example, one of the things I do to, to keep on top of things is uh, I've, I use um, Google um, Reader, and I've gone and I've subscribed to just about any, any feed that looks interest to me of interest to me, and then I, I, I actually label it or categorize it. And when I get up in the morning and I get to work, I just click on my Google Reader, and I get this amazing assortment of, of, of very powerful blog writing that gives me an idea inst- almost instantaneously what's going on. I, I, um, I, I will say you kind of have to be careful with that because I did the same thing for a while, and I started being really late for work way too often. <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff coming in, it's hard to get through it and stop reading it because you can go to work. So, yeah, you got to be I, careful. Yeah, actually, I had the same problem, which is no longer my homepage. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I blog, opened, a, opened a, a new browser window, I was like, <gasps> Oh, what's that? And you know, it's just so much going on, especially with as social media. There's a new thing every day, it seems. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, but but from the SEO perspective, the benefit of a blog is content. If you're writing on your blog day in and day out, not only are you communicating with the people, but you're building tons of content on your site and updating the content on a regular basis. And the more you do that, the more content you have and the deeper reach you have into the engines because they're going to come crawl that content. And it gives you more and more pages and more and more long-tail terms you can be found for on your, on your site. Mm, yeah. Long-tail. Love it. Uh, yeah, like if you think of something that, let's say, is an obscure term or some, I don't know whether we want to try misspelling necessarily, but something that's really obscure, something, mm-hmm. maybe someone's typing in something differently. You could do a blog about that and just make sure that that word is in there a few times and you get a good chance of ranking for it. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and you, if you're paying attention to your analytics and you're writing a lot, and you might start seeing people find you for words you had a, no idea they were looking for. You look at your analytics, you know, why are people finding me for hot dog on a stick? I don't know. You know <laughs> because cause you mentioned it somewhere in a blog post as a joke, and now all of a sudden people are finding you in the search engines. You know, you never know what'll happen. Well, and you know what? That ties into something else. Uh, sort of the same concept, but if you are noticing that there's a, a particular key phrase that's sending people to your site, but they're bouncing really quickly because you don't have anything for it, yep. there, that's just a given. You may, you start, you create an article about that content and you got a good chance of, of snagging that business as well. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it's like having another website, but there's so much more flexibility to it. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's timely. It's, it's everything you need to, to become successful. Um, one of the other thing is uh, with the RSS feed, you know, let's, I mean, that alone is a whole list. What, you know, you can, if you want to um, get your site to be found more often or your blog to be found more often, perhaps you want your articles to get more reach, you can go and, and say, go to Google and type in, in, in quotes, add RSS. And all of a sudden you'll start finding all these different um, directories of blogs and you can go there and start adding your blog. 
Yep. Great. All of a sudden, these are different places where your blog can be accessed. Exactly. You spread your content around. Yeah. I mean, then there's RSS. I think there's actually, yeah, there, there's RSS spiders. I mean, these are essentially blog spiders. And they're going around, and, and they're also looking for this content. It's free content. Of course they're going to want it, especially oh, yeah. if it's good. Yep. Um, one thing to be aware of, though, you know, with the blog we're talking about from an SEO point, there are a lot of people out there, and a lot of these spiders you just mentioned, Ross, to come out to take your content and republish it somewhere. Um, it, it happens all the time. I have a personal blog that I had up for maybe like a week just talking about like a, a band I was in in high school. And I did a search, and all of a sudden I found it. it was on the, My little article about my high school band was on three other sites across the Internet, and it's like it has nothing to do with anything anybody would be interested in, but they reproduced it. So they're just doing it automated, finding everything they can and republishing it. So there's no real way to stop that. But if you want to make sure that your content is the one that's indexed in the engines, you just have a strong site and you build links like you, know, you normally would. You don't have to build links to each individual article. But if your site strength, the stronger your site is as a whole, the better chance your content is going to be the one that gets indexed, even if you're yeah. first. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to touch a little more on, on blog. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com? Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Before the break, we were discussing uh, essentially scraping of blogs and how that's uh, one downside to making sure your blog can be found online. Uh, but, you know, really, that's 
that's pretty minimal. I mean, you can, you're going to get that anywhere. You're going to get that on your own site, no matter what. Um, in fact, with WordPress, I found out the other day, you can take anything, even a category, and just add feed on the end of it and and, and a forward slash, and all of a sudden, there's a feed available for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so... WordPress yeah. is amazing. <laughs> it is. So everything out there has... A lot of site, uh, sites out there have the ability to have an RSS feed that anyone could exploit. So don't lose sleep over it. Just... Like John said, make sure your site's so authoritative that Google has Google and whatever other search engines there are. I don't think there are any other ones, right? Um, <laughs> Isn't there Bing Who or something like that? Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to um, ultimately just choose your site as the, the, the originator of the content because some of these guys pop them out so quickly, uh, copying your content, that it can look like they're the ones who first, first published it, which is no good at all. So how do you set up a blog optimally? What do you think you start with there? Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to recommend to anybody doing a blog, use WordPress. Um, I've been using WordPress since way, way back, probably five or six years. And it's only gotten better and better from a search perspective over the years. Um, So if if you have a choice starting out, definitely recommend jumping on WordPress. Um, There's two different forms of WordPress. There's WordPress.com, which is a hosted service like Blogger. Um, which isn't bad. Um, you don't have as much flexibility with that one, but it's still the WordPress platform. It's very search-friendly. I think you can pay like an extra nine bucks a year or a month or something to actually have it put on your own domain if you want to do that. Um, but the best way to go, if you if you have the capability, is to use the, the downloadable version of WordPress from WordPress.org um, to install on your own server. Without a doubt, that's the way to go. And a lot of hosting companies will already have that built into your, your hosting account, like a one-button install of WordPress. Um, many, many hosting companies have that. Um, if you find something called Fantastico, there's like a 99.9% chance you've got a one-button install of WordPress. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it, it's just made my life so much easier. I got so tired of doing that. Yeah. And the nice thing, too, I mean, all the updates to WordPress, all those things are so automatic now. It says, there's a new update to WordPress, click here to upgrade. That's it. Done. Yeah. I, mean, I, usually, I usually wait a few weeks because, like, the first day, if you do it, there's people complaining about something broke, some plug-in broke. But if you wait a couple weeks before you update, unless it's, like, a real serious security update, um, you know, any of, the, any of the plugins that might have broke are going to be fixed by then. In, in WordPress, you can automatically update your plugins as well. So it's really simple. Yeah, and even now they've added the ability to um, search for themes and immediately apply them to your site, all within the WordPress. I mean, before you had to go and find them, download them, and then install them, but now it's everything's inside. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is a little WordPress love fest, isn't it? No, anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll, I'll do WordPress love fest all day. Uh, <laughs> I use it for our – actually, I, I was originally going to use Joomla, and we ended up using WordPress on Stepforth.com, and, and I'd be nothing but happy with it. Uh, it's so much easier to work with yeah. and uh, so powerful. All those, all those plugins and stuff are just incredible. I've, I'm, I've actually been pretty lucky. Um, I run a WordPress meetup group down here in South Florida, and I've been getting some pretty interesting people to come in and speak. Last month, we had one of the developers that are working on a plugin called BuddyPress and the WordPress forums. So I actually had a WordPress developer come in and speak to my group, and it's amazing. He was telling us some, some of the stuff that's coming out in the next couple of years. The next big thing is uh, that they're going to merge WordPress and WordPress multi-user into one platform. So the only thing you'll have is WordPress multi-user which means you can have, when you install your WordPress, you can have one blog or you can have hundreds of blogs on your site. 
It's yeah. it'll be amazing. God. Oh, I love it, and that's the best thing. It's free. It's always upgrading, and it's it's very very well supported. So anyone has any questions at all, you can always get help from someone. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so how how should you set it up like optimally? And the first thing that comes to me. Uh, come to mind, comes to mind for me is first of all, there's a few different ways for your content to get found once you posted any kind of of, of content to uh, WordPress. Yeah. Um, it can be through categories, through tags, through um, uh, your archives, uh, through next and last posts on the homepage. There's a whole variety of ways of being found, right? Right. And and if a search engine finds these, all of a sudden it has all these various ways of finding the same content, which is not a good thing. <laughs> True, and the, it's not killer, but it's not great. No, and the, the, I think that the one thing to prevent the major issue there is make sure you use a template that doesn't publish your whole post everywhere. So if your template um, has the whole post and then the next post and the next post, where you've got full posts on your homepage or in your product or your category pages. That's that's an issue because then you are going to have a real duplicate content issue. But a lot of templates, most of them nowadays actually, will will pr- print like a like the first you know 200 characters of your post and then hit the net, read more button. When you're doing that, you're really limiting the amount of duplicate content issues you're facing because you, you know you go to the full post and it's completely different because you got a whole bunch more content there. If you go to the category page, you have you know five snippets of posts. Um, and you go to an archive page, you might have five different snippets of posts. Even if the snippets may be the same on both those pages, if they're different categories, there's going to be five different snippets. So you're not going to deal with the duplicate content issue nearly as much. So That's a good point. Actually, I hadn't even considered that. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I use the read more thing as well, and, and uh, I love it because obviously it, it – it, it, you really find out when someone's interested in content because they click on the read more. You know, it's, yeah. it's there's something uh, interesting about it, which is a good thing. Um, but you know, just the same. I actually like to block. Um, I, in my case, I used categories as my main entry point on my site. Mm-hmm. But I, I put uh, you know, robots don't follow on uh, the all the other ones, the archives, the tags, all those sort of things. See, uh, would you still recommend doing that? See, I would not do it for tags. I'd, I'd keep categories and tags open, but I would make sure that I never used a category as a tag or vice versa. They would always be different. So I'd never have the category of, you know, Ross's best posts and the tag of Ross's best posts. Mm. You want to make sure they're different because then you would have an issue with those two pages. Um, but but the archives and that kind of stuff, yeah, you don't – there's no – reason to, to have to have those um, available to the engines because you're going to get the content spider other, other ways. But the reason yeah. tags and categories are good is because those both create thematically relevant pages. Mm. You know, and if you have different tags and you do categories, you get different themes. Hmm. Well, and I guess that also brings up a point too. Do you, you want to limit how many tags you have? You probably want to stick to a certain amount of them, right? Because otherwise, it gets pretty insane. <laughs> that that is a huge question. Um, I've I've dealt with this in a couple of different occasions, where and, and there's really two thoughts: you either have a set number of tags that you stick with, and you only use these tags and never use any others, or you just go free flow and have as many as you want. Um, I actually have a client that uses tags, and I had their developer go into their database and pull. You know, just a tag list for me. What are all the tags you're using on your site? There were over 14,000 different tags in that record. They had 14,000 different tags. And when I went through it 
and I, and I did a, a pretty detailed analysis of their tags versus their Google Analytics and what they were drawing traffic with and what they weren't. Out of those 14,000 tags, probably 70% of them had only been used one time. Yay. And then, yeah. so, so you're looking at 70% of 14,000 only being used once. Was it really worth building a tag for that? I, I doubt it. Because, you know, you're, so, so you should probably put, put you know, rules or guidelines in place when you're creating tags. You, you know, only create a tag if it's going to be used on more than one article. Um, I've seen people create tags that are just the same as the title of their article. That's a ridiculous tag to have. Um, and I've seen people create very, very, very generic tags like um, Target. <laughs> I'm like, are you talking about the store or am I shooting, you know, bow and arrow? And it's like you got. I always tell people try to use at least two words and be somewhat descriptive when you're when you're building tags. But as far as do you want to keep it limited or blow it out, that's really a up to you. Call how much do you want to manage? All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to touch a little more on what how to optimize a blog, and uh, you know, can any website have a blog? We're going to touch on that as well. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. LPO, landing page optimization, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Before the break, we were discussing how tags, uh, well, they can get a little bit uh, crazy. you got to make sure you don't do too many tags. You need to try and reuse tags as much as you can so that, uh, well, there's there's more than one per post, <laughs> per tag, I should say. Um, so th- another thing I'd like to add to a blog that adds a little uh, social I don't know, social flash to it is Gravatar. I think they're cool. 
it's it's a what it, what Gravatar is essentially is if anyone wants to comment on any of your articles, and they they will use their their email address generally to um, specify who they are. And when they do that, Gravatar, if you've got it plugged into your WordPress, will automatically load their picture, which adds a little more of a I think a real personal flair to the to the blog and really shows who's been on your site. Yeah, and you know what else is great about that? If someone sees your avatar, let's say someone goes to your site, Ross, and, and is looking at one of them, and they make a comment, they see an avatar, they see somebody, and then they come to my site, and they look, and they see somebody they saw on your site, it helps, like, build community. They, they recognize somebody from somewhere else based on their avatar, and they'll feel a little more comfortable on your site because they, they feel a little more at home. Yeah, and then, you know, make it easy for them to find your your um, say your Twitter address through your profiles and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden they start to follow you. It's just a great way, like you say, of creating that community. Yeah. Um, another one is my blog log. Uh, I know a lot of people can put that on a website, and essentially it just lists um, anyone who's part of the my blog log community. It's going to list them in this widget that they've visited your site, and it's got an image of them. Again, there that here's that image again, and that's why it's important to always use the same image. Um, I've, I've just tried to do that myself and go through everything and clean out all the other ones I was using and just have one of me. So it's always recognizable who I am and that I've been to that page. Yeah, I've, I've been doing that for a while. I've even actually, last year, um, San Jose, um, SES San Jose, I was walking from the hotel to the convention center and some girl came running up to me and it's like, hey, I follow you on Twitter just by recognizing me, my face from, from my from my gravatar. Nice. Yeah, it's like, it's like wow. It's kind of, I guess it could be kind of scary from that perspective, but you're building. Uh, if you're building your own brand. It's a good thing. Raving fans, man. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the other thing is FeedBurner. Um, I can't get enough of it. It's it's awesome. It's it's yeah. What a what a surprise! Another free thing from Google. Um, <laughs> it allows you to essentially port your your RSS feed to FeedBurner, and it will track people when they sign up or follow you through your feed. Um, it'll keep metrics on which articles seem to be the most interesting, which ones they click on through the feed, that kind of stuff. And it's easily ported into WordPress so that anywhere you've got an RSS button, it's going to actually go to the feed burner feed versus the the uh, resident feed on your site. Yeah, and it's great the statistics they give you of who's subscribed and, and what they're doing is just wonderful. Some you can't get from your basic blog installation. Yeah, and, and God help me if their reach numbers are right because I'm – I've got one reader, if that's the case. <laughs> Ouch. Yes. I haven't looked at mine in way too long, so I couldn't tell you if you're doing better than me or not. <laughs> I don't think it's correct, I would say. But, uh, anyways, uh, can any website have a blog? What do you think, man? Actually, I think the question is, can any website um, use blog software? You know, as well, because a lot of websites are blogs versus websites that add blogs. So there's like a difference when you're talking about can a website have a blog or should a website be a blog, I guess is the real question that I was thinking of. Um, there's there's definitely a, a difference there. And blogs can now be the whole website and not just be like what you're used to with a blog with, you know, categories and stuff, but actually be your whole content management system. So um if if that's the question, yes, any site can be a blog, um, but I think you're leaning more towards which people need blogs and which they don't. Which don't is that correct? Well, yeah, like I I, I don't know about you, but I always get when I do say um, I go and I do a presentation or a speech to some people about blogs and how important they are. Um, I often get people coming out to me later going, you know, I don't see how I really need a blog or how it would fit in with my market. 
and yeah, sometimes I'm a bit stumped. I'm like, hmm, that's a good, that's a good one. <laughs> but you know, I, I I firmly believe if you just sit down and brainstorm, there's going to be some way to use a blog on your site and uh, and get that RSS that valuable RSS feed RSS feed in there. Well, and I think you're right. I think the key thing you just said was the the, the people ask you is is how do how can I use a blog in my market? Market being the key phrase because. Everybody needs to communicate in their market, no matter what you're selling or, or what, who you're talking to or what you're promoting or whether or not it's just a personal blog. There's a target market you have, whether it's your, your family is your target market because it's a personal blog or it's you know um, plastic manufacturers and you're trying to, 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 to sell to other plastic manufacturers. You have a market and a blog is the perfect way to communicate to that market, no matter what you're selling and who you're selling it to. Yeah, and that was actually one I got a while ago, a plastic manufacturer. I was like, ah, hmm. Well, you know what? And I, I literally said, passion goes a long way. If, you, if you're really passionate about what you do and, and what you sell, that comes across in the blog, first of all. And that keeps, keep, retains visitors and retains readers. But it also, it's a lot easier to come up with ideas. Um, and, uh, you know, it could be, you know, that sure, you, you, you create custom widgets based on what the client gives you. But why don't you just say, these are the latest ones I've done. Client is extremely happy. Here's the testimonial. Um, what, can you, what else can we do for uh, the average person? You know, what, you can make it interesting. You could talk about different mold sets, what doesn't work, what doesn't work. I've got engineer buddies, so I kind of have con- some concept of what they do. And there is some... Um, there's definitely something you can write about there, and, and it's going to be interesting to someone. Yeah, and there's always news in your space. There's always something going on. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't matter. There's always something going on. And it kind of goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show, Ross. It helps to build authority. So if you're going to be the authoritative person in your market, if you're going to be the person that is the expert in your market that everybody turns to and say, well, who's the best person in your industry? And they, you want them to point to you. You gotta, you gotta write, and you gotta be that thought leader in your industry. And again, that's the best place to do it online is on your own blog. And you know, you've got something to say, and that's the place to say it. Yeah, and then and back to going out to all the different blog directories. You know, doing that uh, search for at RSS. You go to these different blog directories. Maybe difficult on some of these really niche areas, but often there's a directory for your entire industry and you get to add your blog there and that's another way someone who wants to track um, blogs in their industry they can find you that way yeah definitely um, and that's a good thing especially when you're starting you have, and you really don't have any link popularity for your blog uh, you have to get found first to get it you know it's the cart before the horse stuff exactly and- <laughs> <laughs> you're not the expert overnight <laughs> no exactly and you know put some time and effort into your writing and make sure that it's well written um, get someone to proofread it. Oh, Lord. Some of the stuff we see get out there. I just don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> you, you know, that's another good point about you're not the expert overnight. Don't expect, you know, your blog to have, you know, hundreds of readers when you launch it. Very, very often when you start a blog, you're going to go months before you see somebody comment. But you can't get frustrated. You can't say, well, no one's reading it. I'm not going to do this. If you keep putting out the content, you keep pushing out there, you'll start getting interaction. You'll start getting people, you know, that you see you know, commenting and interacting on your blog, but it's not going to happen right away. You just have to be really, really focused and just keep going until it starts doing it. Yeah. And, and you know, blogs fit so perfectly into social media. It's just crazy. I mean, you think about um, uh, Twitter feed, you know, like you were mentioning, I think before, that's a perfect um, area for you to use your blog to post to your Twitter. So if you do post 
on your blog. Instantly, it's posted to your Twitter. That's great. That's one other way for people to find your content and get to know what you offer and what you're an expert at. Mm-hmm. Very true. And, uh, and frankly, I, I do that on all my stuff as well. And, uh, uh, you know, it depends. My person, I keep my profiles different. I've got a business and a, a personal Twitter profile. But um, the business one is probably 50% auto posts from um, valid content. It's got to be valid. It's got to be something that's uh, thematic. But it's, it's useful. People like it. And mm-hmm. it's another way for people to either bookmark you or uh, find your content, content interesting and then subscribe to your RSS feed. Yeah, definitely. Hey, hey Ross, can we can we hit up a couple real SEO specific things to do with the blog? Since we we just kind of we've talked a lot about blogs and their usage and how to create great content, but there are some specific SEO related things we should cover real quick. Sure. Um, yeah. The, the, the number the number one question I get asked all the time about blogs: Should I start install it in a subdomain or subdirectory? Mm. That's the number one question every single time. And honestly, um, I prefer subdirectories. Um, for a number of reasons, um, but again, depending on why you're creating a blog and how you're going to use it, that may not be the best solution. But the the, the general solution, I say, is sub directories over subdomains. Um, this is because if you're building all this content and you're building all these links to this content, it will help support your overall domain. If you put it on a subdirectory, it's or subdomain, excuse me, it's not going to have as much support to your main site. Yeah, and, and the days where that used to count and used to count as a um, a separate domain sending you links are not gone, but they're they're waning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, there used to be an advantage to that, and hell, I was the first guy to be very happy about jumping on that. You know, I was all over it, but it's less powerful now. That's why we've actually moved away from using a subdomain. We used to have news that step forth, now it's just step forth. So, you know, I think there, there's a lot of validity to that. Um, another one is the URLs. There's some fantastic uh, plugins within our uh, WordPress that will all allow you to optimize your um, URLs um, automatically. And uh, there's some great articles out there that you should check out too if you're if you're if you want to optimize your blog. Yeah, definitely. And and the one plug if I if I could only recommend one plugin for anybody from an SEO perspective, um, even though at the moment it's a little controversial because they did something with the new update, but the all-in-one SEO plugin pretty much covers everything you need. Um, it'll let you do this, you know, manage your titles per page. It'll let you have a separate title from your home page. Allow you to manage all your metadata. Um, it'll actually, what you were talking about, Ross, it'll let you determine which categories are follow and no follow, or, or which you know portions of the navigation. It's a very complete package. Um, install it, play with it, but most of all, don't just install it and sit, let it sit there. You gotta have, you're going to have to use it to get any value out of it. But the controversy right now with that plugin is apparently with the last update, when they updated the plugin to, to go with, I think it was 8.1, um, when you de-upgrade to the database, it changes. And I don't know real clear, but there's a security issue where some of your major categories can be no followed and no indexed in the meta. So it's like they will be removed from the search engines. So you got to be very mm. careful with the new updates. Well, that's why I actually I'm I'm going to take another angle. I'm going to I'm going to say Headspace too. I love it. It's it's uh, it does all, all of what you just said as well. And uh, I found the the guy who created it very responsive. I actually gave him a tip and he updated Headspace two in a day. Nice, like, nice. That's the kind of thing I like to see. <laughs> yeah, very good. I'll have to give that one a shot. Yeah, it's very good. And and Yoast um, uh, Yoast Devak is amazing. So you got a. a Yoast, Y-O-A-S-T.com. He's starting a new show here on Webmaster Radio, isn't he? 
He has, yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to it. So yeah, so yeah. Go. Look for that definitely. If you're listening to this one, take a look at Yost's new new uh, podcast as well. Well, great. I think it's an awesome show. Thanks, John. Yeah, thank you, Ross. It's a good day. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Karkut, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, thanks for joining us today on SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. We hope you tune in for our show next week. Thanks, everybody.